0: Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric cars racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com.
1: This used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going on with it. Man, anybody got chicken. That's what happened, man. Hey, we can't even get into, like, a second-rate hotel. I mean, a second-rate motel, you dig? Think they think we're going to cut their throat or something, man. They're scared, man. Oh, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent, to them. Hey, man. Oh, we represent to them, man, is somebody who needs a haircut. Oh, no. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about, all right. But talking about it and being it, that's two different things. I mean, it's real hard to be free when you are bought and sold in the marketplace. First, don't ever tell anybody that they're not free because then they're going to get real busy killing and maiming to prove to you that they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to talk to you and talk to you and talk to you about individual freedom. What they see a free individual. It's going to scare them. No, don't make them running scared. No, it makes them dangerous. <laughs> All right, right <man. laughs> so, swamp 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 you, 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 you ever uh you ever talk to bullfrogs in the middle of the night? Not generally <laughs> you, you don't no, mean you know what I used to do? What do you used to do? Well I'll tell you one thing I didn't used to do is talk to bullfrogs in the middle of the night,
0: <laughs> <run of> foolish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: Hey, this is Lou Santiago of CarFix and Garage Insider TV.com. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're live! Hey guys, welcome, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio with Cars, just like Lou Santiago said. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that clip we just played a few minutes ago. That was a clip from Easy Rider with Jack Nicholson and uh, Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda. Hey, we got a great show for you tonight. we got an amazing guest this evening, a legend in the motorcycle world. But, before we get to that, and all the other good stuff we got planned, I want to welcome a friend of mine to the show, Christian Little. Now, I've been talking for months and months and months about our spectacular T-shirts are already have made. Well, guess what? They are finally here. You can go to our website. You can check it out. You can order on the website. But right now, I'm going to turn the mic over to Christian and say, Christian, welcome to the show. Howdy. How you doing, Steve? Hey, I'm well. Thank you for doing the shirts. I really, really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about your company. Tell us who you are, and tell us about the shirts that you do, and what else you could do.
2: Well, I'm just getting started right now with my screen printing operation. I've worked in a sign shop, screen printing traffic signs, for the last five years or so, and I've slowly pieced together some equipment in my garage. And I'm just about big enough now that I'm looking for a place of my own, you know, a little small warehouse to start up. So it's fun. It's an exciting little hobby. I can do signs, you know, T-shirts, posters, you name it, hats, whatever. Okay, now tell us about the name of your company, and tell us how people can get in touch with you if they want to have
0: a really super slick t-shirt done.
2: The name of my company is Dead On Screen Printing, as in accurate, and uh, you can get in touch with me by phone, which is uh, 727-239-6770. The email address there is deadonscreenprinting, all one word, at yahoo.com. Okay, now,
0: if you guys are tuned in, actually run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, And I'm going to reach over here. Hang on a second, folks. And I'm going to grab my shirt that was custom-built for me. I'm going to hold it up here. I don't know if you guys can see this. It's not going. You're not going to see me now. You're going to see my really groovy T-shirt. Okay, there it is. That's the back. Okay, it's got our famous 57 Thunderbird gasser on it. That's the front. I'm going to remove my mic here for a second. Christian, why don't you take over the mic here for a second and tell people about some of the other cool stuff that you do. Also that you do artwork. You will do the complete artwork and the rendering and the drawings and everything. So from start to finish, you can provide... (laughs) A potential customer with the whole nine yards. Go ahead.
2: Absolutely. My fiance and I are both uh, part-time graphic designers. We love illustrating and designing things. It's more of a passion than an occupation, really. And, uh, yeah, any idea you have, we can turn into a reality, whether it be T-shirts, signs, you know, posters, stickers, whatever kind of merch you need for your businesses, small businesses, or family reunions, or who knows what. We can take care of it for you, start to finish, you know, Nice finished design at that you can apply to all kinds of different things, billboards if you need it. But we can do it for sure.
0: And you have very competitive prices. And again, if they want to get a hold Absolutely. of you, go ahead. Name of the
2: business, email address, and phone number. It's dead on screen printing. Which is dead on screen printing at yahoo.com. And the phone number, once again, is 727 239 6770. Super. Okay. Thanks for coming on. A
0: big uh, shout out to everybody out there. I want to also say thanks to my buddies over at Cop Cars Online because they've been helping me out with some other stuff here. So if you need a squad car or any kind of a law enforcement vehicle for whatever your purposes might be give them a call at 727-536-2677 That's 727-536-2677 and it won't be long but our buddy over there Doug at the sign shop is going to have our posters ready and they're going to be they're going to basically mimic the shirt okay the same design 57 thunderbird gasser the world famous 1957 thunderbird gasser okay not to mention Christian is also working on some other t-shirt artwork for us we've got a really cool 356 Porsche yeah. that we're going to be doing okay that's going to be for Gulfstream Motorsports mm-hmm. and then we're going to be doing this other little Combo thing that we're talking about with the 57 Corvette racing the 57 Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so anyway, hey Bill, what do we got queued up on that radio or on the turntable? You got something up there for us, real quick? Well, we had
2: it here just one second.
0: You did? Okay. You know what? It's called technical malfunction. Of course, with all the thunderstorms and all that other goofy stuff we've got going on in the air right now, it always delays something. But nonetheless, so what else you want to say, Chris? Well, Not to mention, you're, you're in the classic and old cars, too. So you're a car guy. So all I, the more reason for you to be here, because you got an old Ford truck and you got an old Plymouth. So tell
2: us about yeah, those. I, I wouldn't call myself. A, I, I'm an aspiring car guy. Put okay. it that way. I'm learning. But uh, yeah, I have a 68 Plymouth Fury, just a big old boat to drive around. And then... Uh, 72 uh, f-250 all right yeah yeah I, i'm learning i just got a welder a couple of weeks ago and that's that's my new thing to dig into some body work in the upcoming months Super.
0: Now, also, you need some parts for your truck. So if anybody out there has got a bed for 67 to 72 uh, Ford pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, 72, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're looking for a long, 8-foot bed, real good, clean, rust-free. So all my friends out there in Arkansas, if anybody out there in Arkansas listen listened to KLRG, if you got a truck bed for a 1967 to 68 Ford truck, F-150, 250, or 350, give us a call here at Studio 727-441-3000, or what is it, 866-826-1340. How's that turntable working?
1: Get up and go.
0: Ninety ninety, They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent
1: you.
0: Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Oh man, that is some kind of weather we got out there. Jeez, we're gonna flood. We got any big tidal wave sound effects? <laughs>
2: hey,
0: don't forget the Baymont dog. We gotta have the roof, roof, Anyway, in case you just tuned in, you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And we are live in downtown Clearwater, avoiding the flood. You know, the 40 years and 40 days, or no, 40 days and 40 nights. How many days we got going on? Two days here right now. Anyway, hey, we just had a visit from my friend Christian Little of Dead On Screen Printing. Okay. He just gave us some really, he just, he's making some really cool shirts for us. So uh, be sure, go to our website. You can order them now. That's it. Anyway, hey, let's see. What do we got going on? Hey, don't forget, we got the Ted Nugent concert coming up next month. Okay. That's August 6th. Okay, at Ruth Eckert Hall. Matter of fact, if you call in 727-441-3000, we will give you a Ted Nugent bumper sticker. Matter of fact, a Ted Nugent for President bumper sticker, because I think you'd do a better job than anybody that's running right now. And, uh, that's a laser gun. Do we think it's like a shotgun? You Any shotgun sound effects out there? Anyway, hey, Bill, how you doing tonight? How you doing, Ted Nugent? <laughs> Ted Nugent. Yes, got your stranglehold uh, coming there, buddy. any rate, oh yeah, be sure and check out our podcast for any of the past shows that we had, okay? Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, if you will. And let's see what else we got going on. We got another. Does that sound like uh, water dripping? Is that the, oh, the gutter's got to leak? Oh, no, the roof's leaking. Oh, man. Either that or uh, <laughs> not sure. At any rate, uh, let's see what else we got going on. A reminder. Oh, yeah, be sure and check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. Okay. We got some pretty cool stuff up there. We got some great pictures. And uh, what else we got queued up there? We got another song ready? Nothing. Okay, well, we got uh, another delay. It's another technical difficulty. Let's see. Oh, last week I was telling you guys about, it was our 4th of July thing. I hope everybody had a good 4th of July. We've got some leftover fireworks. So if anybody wants some leftover fireworks, uh, I know we can get some. So give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Oh, yeah. If you guys need a pre-purchase inspection, an appraisal, Okay, give us a call, or give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, and that's 727-541-1741. Okay, it's time to take a commercial, and then what we're going to do, we got a really exciting guest coming on tonight, and I really, really, really am excited about this guy, because this guy's cool. Okay, he's from the Bay Area, that's the only clue that I'm going to give you so far, which is basically where I'm from. So, oddly enough, when I grew up in the 60s in California, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, he was up and coming. Now, he's probably the leader in the custom motorcycle world, so... You guys sit tight. This is going to be a great right show. Okay, we're going to go to commercial break. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72 plus another 9-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, Magnolia. Valleygolfclub.com. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage sport and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, Call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Talk Radio Network, a.m. 1340.
1: one thing to be the fastest no! and there's only one place in the world where you can prove it
2: Bonneville USA aren't you scared you'll kill yourself if you crash welcome to the United States this is the place where big things happen
1: hey baby, I'll take you around the world
2: I've just come from halfway around the world you English? I just now from New Zealand where? welcome to Hollyweird I can't believe it. i be on here. What exactly do you intend to do here in the United States? I'll set a land speed record. That's what we're here for. Sir, your machine is not safe. The suspension is right out of the 1920s. What is this? It's a from a brandy bubble. <laughs> the front forks are going in any time. got no fire extinguisher, no safety chute. You're too old. Bollocks.
1: Just can't run. From the director of 13 Days and The Recruit. I'm sorry, Bert. Starring Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins. Well, Bert Monroe's
2: not ready to finish yet, I'll tell you that, mate.
1: He's leaving fine?
2: That is the most determined man I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: It yeah. doesn't think he can do it.
2: He says everyone thinks that,
1: except me. Holy <laughs> smoke. Based on one hell of a true story. Ever since I was a lad, I've been interested in things that go fast. The world's fastest Indian.
2: You know how fast you were going back there? Yeah, about uh, 150, 160 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about
1: right. Hi, I'm Corky Coker, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
0: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And it's about time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman's been often referred to the king of chopper, legendary motorcycle guy from the Bay Area of California. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show this evening Arlen Ness. Arlen, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing? I'm doing great. So I played a couple clips for you. I played the uh, Muddy Waters, because I know you enjoy jazz, and yeah. uh, I played the, uh, the movie The World's Fastest Indian.
3: Yeah, that, uh, that's one of my favorite movies.
0: So let me ask you a question. Speaking of Indians, and I know you're a Harley guy, have you uh, owned a number of Indians over the years?
3: No, I haven't. I've have never, never owned one, but I will shortly. Uh, Victory Motorcycles uh, just bought the Indian Indian company, and they're remaking a whole new bike. So uh, I'll be having some of those pretty quick.
0: Oh no, kidding! Well, that's yeah. super. Well, tell us a little bit how you got involved in the motorcycle world, so to speak, and uh, give us a little background history on yourself. Okay, I've
3: uh, I've uh, actually been in the motorcycle uh, business uh, having a, having a store for forty two years now, and uh, and I actually worked on motorcycles at home in the garage before that. So I actually been fooling with them for about fifty years.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Well, now you did those. What that was back probably what you said in the early early sixties, something like that. That's when you got into bikes.
3: Yeah. 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 Early sixties.
0: Okay. And then I uh, was I was reading, I, a, I was reading a story someplace where uh, your dad was a little opposed to the motorcycle thing, so you got into hot rods for a while. So you had some uh, hot rod experience too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, I had had a few hot rods in in high school, and then I always liked cars. So when I got out of school, I. I uh, built a couple more, and uh, finally, I uh, always wanted a motorcycle, and finally, ended up with one after, uh, after, uh, after I had uh, what my first uh, child, and then uh, I was married m- married a couple years before uh, I was able to get one.
0: Uh huh. But,
3: but I finally ended up with one, and I've been doing it ever
0: since. Okay, now tell us a story about the first motorcycle because that's the one that you that's kinda of legendary and that's the one that's often referred to as the forty seven seventy four.
3: Yeah, Knucklehead. Okay. Uh yeah, I uh, I I had uh, save save uh I saved my money, side money that I could get my hands on and uh went out and uh bought bought the first bike I didn't know how to ride even. I had to have somebody go with me and have it ride at home for me. And that, was, uh, that was my uh, 47 knucklehead, which I still have. Um, I paid $300 for it, and uh, that got me started.
0: Now, you took that bike home, and you started working on that. Now, Give me a, like a little bit of a chronological sequence here. Did you start painting and fixing bikes before that, or was that something that kind of led up to it? And then you bought that bike and you customized it, and then that's what uh, how it all kind of began when you, after a, a real neat experience at a at one of the bike shows.
3: Yeah, well, actually, I'd uh, I had a little bit of experience painting. I'd a uh, couple of the cars that I had. I had, uh, I had a little experience. I painted those, and then. Of course, when I got the motorcycle, that's the first thing I did was take it apart and and paint it, and uh, and then I started uh, uh, painting uh, motorcycles for some of the guys that I had met, and I'd painted at home in the garage after after work, and then on weekends, and uh, started uh, fixing the bikes and putting them in the the, the car shows, and. Uh, and then I decided to try to make a living at it, so uh, quit my job and uh, opened a little a little storefront. I think it was about this. The whole store was about the size of my office now, about uh, you know three or four hundred feet square feet. So, uh worked so worked that work in the evenings and worked during the day until uh, you know until I could make enough money where I could actually do that all day long. So and then been doing it ever since. Every every year, business seemed to get a little better.
0: Now, on the uh, that one bike, the Knucklehead, what was it that you did that made that bike so unique? Did you kind of follow other people's style, or did you kind of create your own style? Because that bike won an award or a couple of trophies at a show, and that's what kind of um, got you into it a little bit more. It kind of like was something that kind of catapulted you a little bit into the custom bike world. Tell us about that a bit.
3: Yeah, uh, back in those days, actually, there really wasn't... Uh, Custom shops and things uh, to buy to fix your motorcycle. So anything you did, you almost had to do it yourself. And uh, I've always liked uh, the long, low, even the uh, drag bike styling that I, I would do them for the street. And and I kind of started a little fad with that. Other people liked it, and so I made a few parts to go on them. And, uh, and then that's uh, I've kind of been known over the years for. Uh, or the long low bikes
0: okay, now let me ask you a question are the the fork, are the frames extended to are the frames relatively just a stock rigid style frame, and then you just had an extended fork on it, or what was kind of like your your style there
1: no,
3: the style was to stretch the frames out make the frames uh, the frames longer okay it made the bike longer and lower and uh, and some of the some rake up in the front end, so the bikes are actually uh quite a bit longer than uh, a stock motorcycle by a lot, and they just kind of had a sleek look to them.
0: Did you reposition the motor anyway, you know, fore or aft on the frame a little bit to uh, to modify or change or enhance the uh, handling of the bikes? Because, I mean, you know, when you start changing the wheelbase and you give the front forks a little bit of a rake, you know, it changes the driving characteristics of the bike.
3: Oh, yeah, it definitely does. So, you so you know, trial and error overall, when it first started, uh, It's a little trial and error, but it... But uh, after a while, you kind of know what works and what doesn't. So you just, uh, we've we've been building motorcycle frames, you know, for about 40 years now in front ends and things like that. So we've got a pretty good idea how to make them work properly.
0: Now, when you started this, like this was what, probably mid to late 60s. Was this right around the same time that the chopper craze was kind of coming into uh, vogue, so to speak?
3: Well, actually, the chopper craze, yeah, was probably started... Started in the early seventies. There, there, in the in the sixties, there wasn't much stuff available. There, uh-huh. there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of fixed up, uh, a lot of fixed up stuff. So, in the early seventies, when uh, 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 Tom McMullen from American Chopper or whatever uh, magazine, he was starting to sell some parts, and there was just a just a few people making parts in those days.
0: Would it be fair to say that the movie Easy Rider kind of made the chopper, uh, you know, like the thing back in the day, and that's what kind of really uh, helped it propel in terms of popularity?
3: Oh, for sure. It made a, made a big deal. It, uh, it, that, that movie did just a, a lot for, uh, for the motorcycle okay. industry or whatever. Yeah, that, uh, that helped a lot.
0: Now, did you ever build any custom bikes for any that were featured in any movies? Besides a lot of the um, the, the top shows around the country, or
3: oh, uh, you know, quite a few years ago, I some I built a couple bikes and rented them for commercials and a, and a little bit of stuff, but it it didn't work very well. Uh, renting them to the movies or stuff like that—they just tore them up. Oh, okay. It didn't it, we did it did it a little bit but it didn't didn't work very well, so that didn't last very long.
0: Now you built a number of custom bikes that are kinda of legendary over the years. Tell us a little bit about those and how the ideas and concepts came about. And uh, probably the most notably you said you were at one point you were pretty good friends with Boyd Coddington and you kinda of worked together a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah, actually uh uh I knew knew Boyd really well there and I uh, he uh, actually did a a car or two for me. And uh, he's one of the first guys to get CNC machines, and uh, I started out with having him make make some mirrors and some stuff like that for us to resell. So uh, we did did a few things together in the early years.
0: Okay, and then the bike that you did, the one that was real featured, well well publicized uh, a number of years back, the uh, one that looked like a '57 Chevrolet a little bit, had the big Chevy fin on it. Tell us about that bike.
3: Yeah, that was. Uh, uh we call that bike nostalgia and uh we kinda started that with a uh, a bezel for the headlight off of a fifty seven Chevy and then the rest uh the rest was just uh pretty much handmade. It was all hand formed aluminum. Ron Corvell uh did all the aluminum work when it was it was uh just perfect. Uh I, there was no bondo on that that whole the whole body and stuff like that. It, that was a, a real famous bike. People really, really could relate to that, even the car guys, because of the '57 Chevy.
0: What do you? Where do you feel the the next generation of bike is going to go? Do you have any idea or any feel for the next um, the big craze?
3: oh uh, right right now, uh, the hottest thing, of course, is is they call it the baggers. You know, with the with the saddle and fairings and stuff that you can you can travel more on the on the bikes. That's real popular now, and and if a guy has a, a, a couple more bikes, he'll have a little a little hot rod, uh, small lightweight bike. Right now, the uh, skinny tire bikes uh, are are popular. They're just kind of fun to run around, go to the bars, and uh, you know, ride them a couple hundred miles. Uh, but to go across country and stuff like that, it's nice to have those uh, those big baggers with all the uh, all the neat stuff.
0: When you, How many shows do you kind of participate in a year on an annual basis, would you say?
3: Oh, gosh. Uh, we, we go to shows all over the world. This year we've been uh, uh, in Italy at the big Verona show, and then we've been in China. We're an opening and uh, maybe going to Dubai here pretty quick. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Daytona and Sturgis and then local stuff. Uh, there's something almost every weekend. So uh, it keeps us pretty busy. My uh, son and actually my grandson are in the business, too. My son runs the company about the last 10 years, the day-to-day stuff. But it's nice now because uh, we can split it up. So we can do two or three shows in a in a weekend or something, but each guy will go somewhere else, you know. So that works out pretty good.
0: Well, now, and also, speaking of your sons, uh, both your sons are Corey and Zach, right? And your grandson? Right. Okay, they're both... Exactly.
3: Zach's my grandson, Corey's okay. my son.
0: Right. Now, they are basically uh, custom bike builders in their own right. Tell us a little bit about them.
3: Yeah, they, uh, they, they both, uh, well, Zach's 24 now. He built his first bike when he was 15. And, uh, and of course, there's been all kinds of covers of and magazines. And, and Corey built it. My son built his first bike when he was 15. So they've been around it all their life. And uh actually we do uh, quite a bit of work with Victory and uh they have uh, signature series bikes. Uh they make so many a year, They're collector pieces and one's an Arlenes uh signature series, one's a Corey Ness signature series, and now uh, Zach has one, a Zach Ness signature series. So uh so it uh, it actually works works really well.
0: Now what is their style like in terms of like Compared to yours, I mean, you know, obviously Zank is your grandson. So what's his, you know, and he's that's three, that's two generations away. What's his uh, idea and concept, you know, in terms of how he envisions a bike to be? Is it a lot like yours, or is it different than your ideas of a bike, or what? Uh,
3: well, we we do similar things, but uh, we, you know, kind of do their own. And right now, Zach just just did a really uh, slick uh, bike for victory. They got they got a new model out, and uh, so Zach took one and made it more like a a, a street racer. Okay. And that was r- real popular. So it was it, the brand or the the model of the bike is called the Jud Judge, and uh, uh, he uh, built it and they they showed it in Daytona and stuff this year, and he'll have it in Sturgis. So it's uh, it, it went over real big
0: how about uh cory what about his style of bike
3: yeah he's uh right now what he uh uh is we're actually we're working on him right today we are getting bikes ready for uh to go to, to ride to sturgis and he's got a uh cross-country tour and that's a that's a, a new model for victory it's with saddlebags and fairing, and it's for traveling and then myself i'm building uh a vision which is a Victory—it's a—it's a, another uh, cross-country uh, touring bike. So we um, can fix them up uh, pretty slick, and then you can ride them anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. They're really good.
0: Um, while we're on the subject of victory, now victories are made here in the United States. You said they were made in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, okay. they got a couple plants up around in there. Tell us yeah, a little bit that's... about Victory bikes. In other words, let's just say you were going—you were going to give me the sales pitch of a Victory. And I was thinking about buying a Harley. What would the sales pitch be? Why would I buy a victory over a Harley, for example?
3: Well, uh, one one thing, they're very, very dependable. And they're uh, a little bit less money. And they have, uh, you know, between uh, 93 and 97 horsepower from the factory with, uh, you know, stock pipes. That's how it comes from the factory, which is... uh, considerably a lot more horsepower than the, the Harley has.
0: Okay. What do they use for gearboxes?
3: Uh, they, they make their own. They made everything from scratch. And, it's, of course, it's a six-speed. Okay. And it's uh, the motor is an overhead cam fuel-injected uh, motor that is just uh, bulletproof.
0: How much of the Victory Motorcycles made here in the United States?
3: Uh, how much of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh more than, I, I know for sure, it's more than a Harley.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I okay. now. And then, of course, you guys build bikes, too. You say you build some custom Arlen S bikes that uh, if somebody wants to basically have something really unique done, you can do that, and then you supply those bikes, you know, custom design, and then you use, what, S&S motors, and, and what type of gearboxes do you use with your bikes?
3: Yeah, we use uh, S&S motors, or 124s, and uh, they have some special parts that, that uh, the, the motors are specially done for us by S and S, and then we use a, a Baker gearbox, and then and of course we make the frames and the wheels and front ends and tanks, and then we make everything else for them. And uh, yeah, we have a uh, you know, manufacturer license, and then, so we're uh, we're a legal fifty state uh, motorcycle manufacturer. But right now, uh, that that part of the business is. Uh, it's still going, but it's nothing like it was here a couple of years ago.
0: Um, you guys also at one point had a store over here in, uh, I think Daytona, Florida, because I know that's where I actually met you. Then that was about five, six, seven years ago, something like that. When they opened that store, when when Ross um, moved the Harley store up uh, north of Daytona, there. Um, but you yeah. said you said that store's not there anymore now.
3: No, uh, actually, uh, Bruce Ross Meyer was, was a really good friend, and he was partnerships with us in the store. Okay, and um, of course he. Uh, he died and uh so uh, in an accident so that kind of we we we, uh, we actually closed that store
0: okay that's unfortunate
3: yeah yeah it was a bad deal
0: so now the the shows that you go to for example let's say like Sturgis okay um mm-hmm. you guys do you bring a big display there
3: well we we do the last couple of years we haven't we have a you know a big uh, semi eighteen wheeler where we We'll bring it and set it all up like a, a store, but uh, the last couple of years we've uh, we we've haven't been taking the semi. We've been putting uh, parts uh, for sale and then send an employee to like a J and P. We have a uh, display there, and then one at the Harley shop at Rapid City. And uh, this year we'll be in four different places, so uh, that seems to work better than, uh, than than dragging that big semi all over. <laughs>
0: Now let me ask you another question Racing. did you ever do any bike racing back in the day?
3: Uh, just uh very little on a drag strip. We used to do a lot of street racing that was uh that was always fun but, okay uh never uh never really uh got into you know actually drag racing and that uh you have to work on that same bike like all the time you it never it never gets done so when okay. you're building a custom bike you know it gets done then you can use it right. But every time you go racing, you break something or redoing. So uh, as many bikes as I like to build and do, it works better if I don't do any racing.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, now, because the reason I asked that is because, you know, you you have that race bike, you know, low-profile kind of design. So I was just curious. You know, usually somebody builds something because that's kind of like what what they're into. In other words, let's say I'm, you know, I like road racing. So when I build a car, my cars have like a a road race motif, you know. Um, Sure. And so that's why I'm kind of just kind of guessing here a little bit that you know you did a little bit of racing. Well, speaking of racing, so you did some street racing. You got a good street racing stories for us? You know, something really cool out of the '60s, early '70s. You know, something that would just be real interesting to us. You know. Any uh, close calls? Well, I never
3: got in any real trouble. If that's what you're looking for. No,
0: no, 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 no. Not call. No, but close. You know, you know what I mean. You know, just something that was kind of exciting that you could. You know, a couple hours later, you go, "Wow, that was that was that was fun. That was interesting. That was cool. You know, stuff like that."
3: Oh, uh, we would go like every Wednesday night, and we, there was there was a lonely road out next to the San Mateo Bridge. We'd all go out there and and race till the uh, till the cops showed up. That kind of a thing, but uh, um, just uh, kind of just for fun. Never. Uh, anything
0: real serious. anything real serious. Okay. Well, it sounds like you played it pretty cool back in the day. So, but anyway, well, all right. Tell us some of our stories. Like your forty forty seven bike, for example, the uh, the old knucklehead there. Now that's the bike that you you built that bike. You want to show with it, and then like a year or two later, you said, "Well, I'm gonna." Re- I didn't have two bikes, so I took the existing bike that I had and I I modified that bike. And tell us about how many times that bike got changed. And how many times it got entered in shows and you won awards with it?
3: yeah, back in uh, those days uh you know only had the one motorcycle couldn't afford two of them and uh every year I would uh change it and put it in the show. I did that you know for five or six five or six years uh and then to do that you had big pretty modified big changes to uh, be able to show it again, so you'd be changing the frame and the front ends and and so it would be the same bike, but it would wouldn't resemble it at all. And uh, actually, uh you know, I still have that bike, and the fact that it's in a museum right now in uh, uh, Indianapolis, or it's on loan there for six months, but uh, and it's probably in the same shape right now, the same design and stuff as it was twenty five years ago.
0: Okay. At one point you had designed some ramhorn handlebars. Where did the inspiration for the ramhorn handlebars camp come from? Cuz back in those days the ape hangers was kind of like the in handlebars, but yours had ramhorn which were kind of hooked a little bit.
3: Yeah, they were they were lower and uh and they kind of led themselves a little bit more to performance looking than the ape hangers. Okay. And, uh, that was like my first uh one of my first products.
0: Oh really? And
3: uh, yeah, that was one of my uh one of my first products that I actually uh, had made—you know, I'd, I'd go to the tubing benders and have them bend them, and then I would weld them up, and then I would go take them to the chrome shop, and uh, and that was my uh, actually first product that really uh, sold quite a few of.
0: Back in those days, who would have been inspirational to you? You know, always as as every generation goes up and people get involved with cars or boats or motorcycles, there's always someone somewhere down the line that's, you know, a generation or two ahead of you that was kinda of like an inspiration. So what kind of who was kind of inspiration inspirational to you, let's say back in those days?
3: Yeah, you know, there wasn't there wasn't many guys doing that doing stuff like that. Like I said, there was no no not a lot of parts and uh I didn't really have a uh, you know a whole whole lot of inspiration from different people. the bikes that were out there uh were you know ape hanger bikes, and I wanted something different so, okay so it kind of just kind of was kind of fooling with the stuff that I liked and uh, actually it, 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 it caught on you know, people like that look and uh, so we started making parts
0: how about car wise who kind of influenced you a little bit you know that, that... Oh, you know that you may have taken some cues from the cars and kind of applied them to the bike. You know the style, the genre. You know that type of thing. Yeah,
3: I did. I did actually. I have a couple of couple of bikes and uh, that have full aluminum bodies. Well, like one of the '57 Chevy, but I have one that uh, called Smoothness, and it's a uh, all aluminum body that, that looks like a real early Bugatti. Oh, really? And that's probably my favorite bike, I, and I still have that, of course but uh, yeah just uh, i like the uh, art deco uh, look you know uh, of okay. the 20s and and uh, you know and then the uh, the uh, real fancy bugattis and stuff like that they had such great lines with the full fenders that that always inspired me
0: okay so in other words you would say it would be fair to say that you have european car tastes european car influences that uh, kind of show up on your on your bike designs then
3: Yeah, it did there for quite a a long period. Uh, uh, That style of body bikes was good for about 10 years.
0: When you build your uh, custom bikes, um, the ones that you build now, let's say, for example, if I walk in and I said I want a custom-order bike, what would be the procedure? I mean, you'd sit down with me and and, uh, you'd show me some of the existing drawings and 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 bills that you've done, and then if I want something really wild, we just sit there and we just sketch it out, and then so is it uh, anything goes, or do you have limitations on what you can build for a customer?
3: Well, it has to be something that, that we like too. You know, okay. we want to build something that we don't like and don't think that'll go over very good. So, uh, so but that usually works pretty good. Most of the time, when when somebody comes to us to do something, they pretty much want as much input. As, as we can give them.
0: Do you and put that, uh, do you put more emphasis on design or is it in performance or is it a combination?
3: It depends uh, who it's for. Some some want more performance. Some want uh, uh, more uh, real fancy. Uh, you know we we've, we've uh, done uh, you know theme bikes and uh, it, it really depends on the customer. But uh, we can just about do anything they want. And uh, of course the towel has to. Uh, so it has to you know handle and rideable and all that kind of stuff so you know we're we're we insist on that
0: what's the highest horsepower bike you've ever built
3: oh should i have a i have a uh i've got uh, some different uh pretty big motor bikes. i have i have one a dual engine it has two uh s n s one forty fives in it so uh, that's uh that's pretty they're they're probably 170 horsepower per motor. Wow! So that's a, that's a pretty big bike.
0: What's the biggest displacement slash horsepower that you could put in a V-twin? You know, using, let's say, an S&S block um, that still gives you where you reach the 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 point of diminishing returns. Where okay, this is the point where we go much beyond this, we forfeit reliability. So what's the safest horsepower and displacement range that you could build a, a V-twin?
3: i think those s n s one forty fives are uh, uh you know they're they're they uh, they're they they're a really pretty big motor for uh, being a being a production motor and uh they, uh they 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 work well i've had several of those um they run a little they run a little hotter than the rest and of course you know the more horsepower the more heat you get mm-hmm. but uh, i think that's a real good motor
0: Okay, now you built a number of bikes for celebrities. Name, tell us about some of the celebrities that you built some bikes for.
3: Oh gosh, uh, it's hard to re- remember over all the years. I know uh, I did uh, did did one for Hulk Hogan years ago. It was that was fun. He's a really nice guy.
0: Okay, he's from our area, by the way.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and, and let me guess, the bike was yellow, right? Uh,
3: no, 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 it was red. It was uh it was it was and it was it was fairly large bike back in those days. Uh, I uh we we uh, built that for him. we got it on the cover of Hot Bike magazine and and then he rode it to the Slammies and uh, he was just kind of getting into bikes at that time. So that that was pretty fun.
0: Okay. And Billy Gibbons uh, you, yeah. built, you built built the bike for him? For Billy Gibbons? Uh
3: no, I know Billy really well. Oh, okay. But uh I haven't, I haven't actually built him a bike. Uh, We did one for uh, Luke Longley, a basketball player used Uh to be with Chicago. Okay, that Australian guy—he was seven, 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 I think, like that. or Built him uh, pretty slick. Of course, all this stuff when the bike guys are that big, it's everything's made bigger. Uh Did one for Shaq, and uh, and he's about the same size, only he's uh, he's he's heavier. Uh Okay, those are great. Those are big, big bikes actually it was it's kind of funny you get the bike all done and uh you don't have anybody around to uh, to test ride you almost have to sit on the gas tank and stuff like that to, to to ride it around you know and get the uh get get some miles on it before you deliver so those big bikes are pretty hard to do.
0: okay, I can imagine that. Yeah, cuz the pegs are way forwards and the seat's way backwards uh, and uh and yeah. handlebars and
3: yeah, you can't even reach the uh can't reach the pegs and, and the controls and things like that so that's pretty funny
0: what's the weirdest bike you ever built you gotta put some thought on that one huh <laughs> or the coolest yeah. or the coolest bike how about that we got about three four four minutes left what's the coolest bike you ever built
3: well that, that one i told you that that smoothness that looks like a really bogatti okay that that's my favorite bike it just has the has just the great lines it just flows and i really like that bike and i Probably still have a, I have a little museum and stuff with all the bikes I built over the years here, at, at my store. And I have, uh, you know, I probably have about seventy bikes in there right now. Okay. I, have, I have other bikes out on loan and things like that. So.
0: Now you tell me, you built over a hundred bikes, or is it more than that?
3: Well, oh, I, I, uh, yeah, I built more than that. But uh, at one time here, a couple years ago, I, I had a, uh, I owned a hundred bikes that I had built.
1: Oh uh, wow.
3: I've uh, sold a few in the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, I've had uh, had my share of motorcycles. I guess you'd say.
0: Okay. Now, your new store, a new location. You're basically near Oakland, Florida, uh, Oakland, California. So Dublin is what? Just a little. It's by Hayward, isn't it? In that area?
3: Yeah, it's it's a it's southeast of uh, of uh, Oakland. It's, okay. It's like. It would be across the bay from San Francisco Airport.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Out in the Tri Valley area, and uh, yeah, we built a new store. We've uh, been here about eight years now, and it's the, the fairly large store, so we have room for a museum and, the, and our warehousing and uh, all that stuff. So we get a lot of uh, a lot of visitors from all over the world come. Okay. And kind of so anybody that is listening or whatever, if you ever get to California or whatever, we're we're really easy to find. Yeah.
0: Well, give us go ahead. Plug your business real quick. Give us a, a phone number and a, and a website address. You can do that.
3: Uh, yeah, just uh, it's Arleness. Uh, it, uh you can just go online under Arleness, and and you'll you'll have all the information. And yeah, we actually have a have a pretty decent website too that you can see the parts we make and then a lot of the bikes we're working on and okay. things like
0: that. How about a real quick? How about a book? You plan on writing a book anytime soon?
3: Uh, actually, they have uh, motor books, and uh, they've done a few books. They've actually three three different books
0: on me over the years. Okay. All right, well, we're just about out of time. Uh, my guest this evening was Arlen Ness. Arlen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully you'll come on again. And if I get out in the Bay Area, I'm going to be sure and walk in the store and check you out, okay?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, okay. I can
3: just, uh, call me first.
0: I'll do that. Okay. Hey, everybody, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning into Nostalgic Video on Cars. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Be sure and buy a t shirt. We got our new t shirts right now. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you next week.